Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are, wherever you are, and welcome to the Doc Bryant Show. I am your host, Doc Bryant. Why, Doc? Because I was a U.S. Navy, U.S. Marine Corps combat corpsman, and Doc is what they call us. That is the name that is tattooed on my soul forever. The change is forever. Those of you who know, know. All right, folks. Well, uh, this might get tiring, but uh, and it might sound like I'm 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 picking on a group of people, but I'm not picking on a group of people. Quite the opposite. I am pointing out how this group of people is picking on us. They were the ones who picked the fight. And this happens to be currently the front lines of the spiritual global war or global spiritual war. Not sure which one I'm going to go with, but either way, the point is valid. What I'm talking about is transgenderism, of course, and transgenderism is the uh, most recently militarized movement of the left. And by militarized, I mean actually militarized. They have stated that they are arming up. Now, of course, in Ephesians, it talks about how we Christians battle, wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers and principalities, etc., etc. And that part is true. Uh, However, uh, that does not mean that we are just, you know, supposed to sit around and, and get shot. And, and accept that kind of thing. No, we actually, like other human beings, have the ability and right to defend ourselves. And I talked yesterday about how the left, both the globalist movement and the transgender movement, were using the straw man argument to advance their agenda and excuse their militarism. Today, I'm going to talk about a very sad situation that has presented itself, uh, but it is it serves as proof for uh, it serves as proof that the actual targets of this transgender movement are children. You see, adults can't be the targets of this transgender movement because adults are already set in our ways. Uh, Adults' personalities, identities, have already been formed. And this goes back to my uh, belief that liberalism, if you will, wokeism, as it is currently called, is a developmental disorder at its base. It is a failure to mature, a failure to properly pass through 
uh, Erickson's uh, identity versus role confusion stage of development. That is the stage of development that happens around the teenage years, where one is developing one's personality, one is developing one's identity, including one's sexual identity. So they target those kids to try to change their identities for the rest of their lives, or at least make enough of an indent where their hearts are permanently, or the hope is that their hearts are permanently turned away from, if not directly opposed to, God. They target the younger children, the children below the identity versus role confusion stage, in order to normalize aberrant sexual behavior so that as those kids grow up, they don't see drag queens as unusual and abnormal, and it is easier then, when they do reach identity versus role confusion, to twist their hearts away from, if not directly opposed to God. That is the plan. Now, for, I would say, the vast majority of transgenders, for the vast majority of, and I don't even know, I don't think this is necessarily in the front of all of their minds. Certainly the activists, this is about normalizing their aberrant behavior. Nobody wants to be thought of as aberrant or abnormal, okay? Uh, this is true of, of any vice in which one happens to be involved, okay? Uh, drug users seek to be around other drug users. They seek to recruit other drug users in order to, in their own minds, excuse and normalize that particular aberrant behavior. The same thing can be said about alcoholics. The same thing can be said about smokers. And you name the vice... And as the old saying goes, misery loves company. You know, they, they want to appear normalized, and that's the same thing that's going on, I think, that's, that's in the forefront of the minds of the individuals who are actually carrying this out. However, the forces, the spiritual forces behind these movements are, are much more uh, malicious in their intent, and this as I have pre the, the 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 strategy that they are using to target children is in the forefront, certainly of their minds. So it is not surprising at all that the single most popular YouTuber who has uh, a, a subscribership of millions and millions of children, uh, small children and young teens. Uh, I don't know about older teens, if he, if he uh, uh, appeals to them or not, but uh, he's, he's the biggest thing around. And his show is called the Mr. Beast Show. Not that kind of beast, at least not that I have seen. 
rather, uh, it, it is a good show, the ones that I have seen. And this guy has multiple business ventures. He is a millionaire, if not a multimillionaire. And he is very philanthropic uh, in his endeavors. And he, he does this show with a bunch of his friends. He is, he is very fortunate and obviously works very hard uh, to do his job. And he's very good at it. And I do not uh, at all um, think that that's a bad thing. And and, uh, and, as, and we'll see here in a minute. I'll tell you about a situation where he, he just he does this show with his friends. And, and he has fun and he makes money doing it. So, you know, good for him. That's outstanding. Uh, that's what I would like to do, ultimately. Um, however, uh, one of his friends, one of the friends that is on his show... A fellow by the name of Christopher Titan uh, has decided that he is transgender, and he did so. I guess it was fairly suddenly, and uh, it it's very oh gosh, I don't know how to how to put it. It was. He, his, his behavior, uh, and I don't know anything about this guy. Again, I don't watch the show, so I don't know what his general personality is. Uh, but he, he took to this aberration very, um, uh, happily, I guess you would say. He embraced it very aggressively uh, to the point where he tried to start pushing it on his very young son at uh and uh dressing his son up as a little girl and his son appears to be around the age of 3 4 5 somewhere around there just just a bit above a toddler i guess um i'm not sure of his age but he he shows a picture and talks about uh lolly porn and uh he shows a picture of his little son in a uh in his little PJs and high heels. He he put his little son in high heels and was talking about lolly porn. Uh lolly porn being a, a type of pornography that is uh well it's pedophilia, basically. For lack of a better term. That's that's basically what it is. And uh, so, not surprisingly, uh, this has destroyed his very fledgling family. His wife is getting custody of his child, and uh, praise God. And this guy is, is going his own way. And it is horrible. It is horrible, because this kind of thing happens all the time. And this is the central point of uh, for Satan and satanic forces uh, with this kind of thing, with sexual aberration. It is the destruction of the family unit. As the family unit is the foundation of a civil Christian society. Uh, so it's heartbreaking. It is, it is really heartbreaking. I, I feel horribly for this kid, mostly for this child who is having to go through this and has basically lost his father. Now, 
you know, and this is a situation we need to be, as Christians, we need to be praying about. We need to be praying for Chris Tyson. We need to be praying for his family, uh, that, that Chris would come to his senses and that Chris would come to his senses rapidly before anything permanent occurs. But my bigger point is that it is no coincidence that this kind of thing happened for a participant in a show that is watched by millions and millions of children. This is no coincidence at all. If This is how insidious this is. I, I don't know how many of you are familiar with intelligence work. And yes, I'm talking about spies here. I don't know how many of you are familiar with intelligence work and the way that it works and the way that uh, basically what you have is uh, you have an organization, an intelligence organization that seeks to, or more, I, I suppose this is similar to PSYOPs as well. Um, they seek to recruit an individual to their side, an enemy individual or a, a, an individual within an enemy camp to their side. And what they do is they identify a weak spot for that individual, usually some kind of vice. They also identify uh, psychological weak spots, um, and they exploit those psychological weak spots. In this particular case, I believe Chris Tyson's psychological weak spot was that he himself uh, probably grew up in a broken home. Again, I do not know. This is just speculation. And that he has a deep desire for uh, approval from and recognition from probably uh, his father. Uh, a male role model. And uh, this was exploited by the spiritual enemies. They saw this and they exploited it. He wants recognition. He wants approval. And so he started to go through this transition and he did so publicly. And that's proof right there. Because normally when somebody goes through something seriously, heavily personal, seriously hev heavily personal change, I know when I went through a very uh, intense personal change, I didn't make it public. Not for a long time. And for a very long, the only people that knew were close friends of mine. My family, not even all my family, but uh, like only very, very close family. There literally you could count on two hands the number of people that were aware of what was going on in my life. Okay. This guy went out on TikTok and spread it out all over the world for him, for, for them to see, oh, look, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm a transgender, just like everybody else. I'm part of the uber cool crowd now. Folks, for Chris Tyson, this might be 
a a psychological ploy. But for the spiritual forces behind this, this was intentional targeting him. This was no accident targeting him. They knew that he would do this. They are whispering in his ear for him to do this, to make this public. And this shifting right now to the more secular business-y world, this puts uh, the show host, Mr. Beast, in a bind because he knows, he is a good businessman, and he has seen what this type of thing does to businesses. Just look at what it is doing to Bud Light and that's a whole nother story that I'll have to get into because there are some uh, new developments in that front as well. I'm not going to do that right now, but it, it has destroyed Bud Light. Bud Light ain't coming back from this. And this has the potential to destroy Mr. Beast's show. The biggest YouTube show ever. And it puts him in a real bind because Chris is a friend of his too, a personal friend of his. And it also puts him in a bind because there is another friend of his uh, who has uh, just recently converted to Christianity and who has uh, become a, uh, or has been baptized. And so you've got this Christian, full-on Christian friend of his, and you've got the very antithesis of Christianity also on the show. Now, speculation has it, and this is more than likely correct, that what Mr. Beast is going to do is give Chris Tyson a bit of a golden parachute, pay him off, and ask him very nicely and politely to exit the show. That, I think, is what is likely going to occur. And I think that Chris Tyson is probably going to do that. However, however, there's two howevers here. I think that Chris Tyson is going to then go off and attempt to make his own show. That is an almost certainty and he is going to continue to tweet about his or talk about his so-called transition over social media. And he's not going to lose a whole lot of the millions and millions of kids who watch him. So either way, to the kids, the damage is done. And also to Mr. Beast, the damage is done. Because at this point, right now, until Mr. Beast makes some kind of decisive action, I'm not going to let my kids watch his show. That's just it. Because as I stated in the last episode, transgenders certainly have the right to free speech, but they do not have the right to be heard, and they absolutely 100% do not have the right to proselytize my kids, they don't. And again, the, just as proof as to how important this show is 
there is now a massive uh in uh, a massive push of Christianity into this show with Chandler Chandler, I'm sorry, Chandler Hollow or Hallow. Chandler Hallow who is also a friend of Mr. Beast who just recently got baptized into Christianity. Okay? This guy's show is important. Otherwise, it would not be the location of this spiritual uh, battle. Okay? Which means that we need to be, as Christians, as prayer warriors, we need to be praying for this specific situation. This is an important situation. This is an enormously important situation. So I just wanted to make everybody aware of this kind of thing, of what was going on with this particular show. Now I want to get into a more general view uh, and, and a more... I want to express my frustration and my disappointment with the medical community on this. And uh, my father, my earthly father, my dad, actually talked about this. Gosh, I remember him talking about not this specific type of situation, but in general, what has happened to the uh, business community, what has happened to the uh, medical community, and and even in 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 just in in general. Um, the long ago, decades ago, they stopped teaching ethics in university, unless you specifically looked for it. But it used to be that a course in ethics was required for, for law, for business, for medical schools. It was required. Why? Because ethics is important. Because there is such a thing as right and such a thing as wrong. And when you do right, generally good things happen. And when you do wrong, generally bad things happen. And this needs to be reinforced over and over again. And so there were business ethics classes, medical ethics classes, and who knows, they may still have classes that are labeled that. However, they don't teach right and wrong. Moral relativism changed all of that to the, to the concept that there was no such thing as right and no such thing as wrong, and that that's why we have the society that we have today. That's why we are having the problems that we are having today in this culture. That's why when you go to cultures in this, in this country, when you go to states and cities that have rejected right, that have rejected God, that have rejected Christianity, and have embraced moral relativism. They are in tatters. They are third world hellholes. 
Look at Detroit, look at Chicago, look at San Francisco, look at Los Angeles, look at New York City. Hell, we're fighting it here in Texas. Praise God, we've got at least some members of our legislature, enough members of our legislature, that they are fighting this kind of decay and disallowing this kind of decay, or fighting to disallow this kind of decay in our major cities. But to my point, because of this moral relativism, doctors no longer care about what is right and what is wrong, or whether what they are doing is right or wrong. Rather, they care only about the almighty dollar. And when that happens, their oath of doing no harm goes out the window. Out the window. They do whatever they want. There used to be a handful, literally a handful. I'm sorry, I use that term illiterally. Figuratively, a handful of... uh, of, of clinics where one could have a sex change operation. And I'm here to tell you, folks, personally, from personal knowledge, the number one uh, moneymaker in medicine, number one, bar none, is the surgery business. I know this because I had been involved in the surgical business for years. So I know, and I have seen with my own eyes, what happens because of a lack of ethics. And that's one of the reasons I stepped away from the the surgical business, because I saw so many, not, not so many, I saw a lot. I saw enough surgeons who they, they didn't care about the patient. They cared about making money. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. And a lot of these guys were hacks. To the point where, and I'm not kidding, to the point where five of the surgeons that I used to work for are now in federal prison. They lost their licenses and they are in federal prison right now. Not kidding. They will never work as surgeons again. And rightly so. And this has happened across the board, though, folks. So you've got these surgeons who see, oh, this is a great money-making opportunity to permanently mutilate children. Permanently mutilate children. As an anecdote to this, okay? Now, I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, Permanently, not only children but but uh, uh adults as well like this uh, Chris Tyson fellow the surgeons want to get a hold of him as fast as they can cuz they make millions off of this this is a huge money making opportunity for them and same for the pharmaceutical companies as well 
the ones that sell all of these hormone blockers and, and so on and so forth that they can uh, peddle to kids. This is a major, and this is one of the reasons why there's such a big marketing push. Because the spiritual sector is, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're enticing this profit motive onto these surgeons, onto these pharmaceutical companies and saying, hey, you can make money doing this. And so they do. And not only do they do that, but then they market it through popular culture, through movies and TV. They make money off of this. And then you've got this, and, and this is the most, the most, to me, disappointing part. You've got the uh, Psychiatric Association of America. The, uh, uh, actually, I can't remember now, what, the, 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 the psychiatrists and psychologists, these so-called mental health professionals, who have actually changed the diagnostic manual for psychiatry, the DSM, as it is called. They changed it to where, and, and this has happened over the years too. I mean, they changed it from they changed it from homosexuality used to be considered a mental illness way back when, and they changed that. And now they finally come around to changing that uh, transsexuality is normal. Unless, unless it causes problems. Folks, you can't have transgenderism that doesn't cause problems. Things do not happen in a vacuum. Okay? Things like this don't happen in a They affect people. Look at Chris Tyson's situation. He destroyed a young family so that he could follow his truth. You don't get your own truth, folks. There is only one truth. There is only one reality. And to the extent that you live your life counter to that reality, you are damaging yourself and those around you. That's a fact. I've pointed this out multiple times on this show. Okay, when, when my, I've got two boys, and when they were younger, when they were little, they were very, very good at destroying every single toy they got. At birthdays and Christmas, while they were opening the toy, when I looked at the toy, and I'm not kidding, I would calculate in my mind how long that toy would last. There was one time when um, one of my sister-in-law bought my very little son a little drum set. And she thought it was really funny because, oh, he's going to be making noise all the time and it's going to annoy you and say, ha, 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 that kind of thing. And she thought it was really funny. And it was, it was a funny joke. You know, I get the joke. But I told her, no, you don't understand. That thing is going to last three days. That thing will be completely destroyed by three days. And sure enough, three days, it was totally destroyed and ended up out on the curb to get picked up by the trash. So, you know, and, and I explained to them when they were a little bit older, I explained to them, you know, if you use your toys 
or anything for that matter, a tool or anything, if you use it in a manner that it was not designed to be used, you're going to break it. It's going to break. This is a universal law. Things are designed to be used in certain ways. And if you use things in a manner that they were not designed to be used, they're going to break. And this applies to humans as well. You were designed by your creator to be you. You have a purpose. You are special. He loves you. And he wants you to fulfill your purpose. The thing for which you were designed. He wants that for you. Satan wants the exact opposite. He wants to twist you 180 degrees away from whatever that purpose is. He wants to turn your heart away from, and if possible, completely opposed to God. So that you will use your life in a manner directly opposed to the way it was designed and eventually break yourself and eventually kill yourself. That is what Satan wants for you. And our psychological and psychiatric professionals in the West are completely going along with this. While, while I was going through school, I was taught that you do not, under any circumstances whatsoever, play along with the delusions that a patient is having. Whether they are seeing, uh, whether they are seeing things, whether they are hearing voices, whether they believe uh, certain delusions, you do not play along with those. That is not therapeutic. Yet here comes the psychological or psychiatric association saying that you we do do that now because because you know and 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 note too that they change this only for sexual deviancy they're not doing it for anything else And then they kind of they kind of hedge their hedge their bets and kind of try to walk the fence by saying, well, unless it causes problems in, you know, activities of daily living, et cetera, et cetera. And then then it is considered a mental illness. No, 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 no. You see, we used to have a definition, a clear definition for mental illness. Now we don't. Now mental illness is subjective. The term psychosis used to mean a break with reality. Okay, mental illness is a spectrum upon which one it measures where one is as far as their awareness of an attachment to reality. 
And a complete psychotic break is somebody who is completely detached from reality. If you are objectively, physically, a biological male, then you are not a woman. If you have an XY chromosome, you are not a woman. No amount of surgery is going to change that. No amount of counseling is going to change that. No amount of drugs is going to change that. It is medical malpractice to perform so-called gender-affirming care because you're not affirming the person's gender. You're not. That's not what you're doing. You are twisting it. 180 degrees out of reality. Just because somebody desires something does not mean they deserve it. Just because you want something doesn't make it yours. Just because you believe something does not make it real. Case in point. I was working in an emergency room many, many years ago. And since I had a reputation for liking psych cases, and very few in my profession do like psych, uh, they, I would get the psych cases. And so they said, hey, we got a schizophrenic in this room. You know, want you to take care of him. I'm like, great, good to go. As I walked into the room, this guy was holding a small hand mirror, looking into a small hand mirror in one hand. In the other hand, he was holding a knife. And he was getting ready to use that knife to carve into his face so that he could release the spiders that he believed were crawling underneath his skin. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand this situation. This guy truly believed that there were spiders crawling under his skin. He could truly feel the spiders crawling under his skin. He may have even named them. I've had situations where that has happened before as well. He was about to carve into his own face with a knife. And based on what the APA says, I should now allow him to do that. That's actually hyperbole. The APA wouldn't say I would do that. But they are saying the exact same thing about transgenders. So, so on one hand, they're saying somebody who is basically having a psychotic break, who is not in touch with reality, who is having a psychosis, I should say, who is not in touch with reality, one of them I should mollycoddle and say, oh yes, and affirm what they believe even though their belief is 180 degrees out of phase with reality. 
But the other person, oh, I need to stop him from carving into his face. So I should allow this person to go to a surgeon and carve into their body. But I shouldn't allow this guy who believes he has spiders in his face to carve into his face. This is an inconsistency that is inexcusable. And it needs to be rectified. And it needs to be rectified fast. I've never had much of a, uh, even though I, I love psych, I myself have never had much of a high uh, opinion of psychiatric practitioners. Uh, I've never really, I can't, I can maybe think of one, nobody comes to mind really, that has stood out as a good, a truly good psychiatrist, psychologist. No, there is one, two, three. Okay, I can think of three that were good, but these, these were not psychiatrists. There was one psychiatric nurse practitioner, and the other two were licensed counselors. Okay, they were worth their salt. Everybody else in the psych industry that I've run into, not so. And this is not necessarily their fault. It's just their a lot of it is their their training. The I think that the main issue, the main problem with the psychiatric uh, uh, industry across the board is that it does not recognize the spiritual aspect of life. It completely rejects the existence of a, of a spiritual uh, world. And, and in doing so, you have completely uh, eliminated the cause of a lot of psychiatric issues. We used to have this definition of reality. And, and the further one gets from reality, the less mentally healthy they are. But now, reality is relative. Different people can have different truths, and we must respect that. Well, folks, if we don't have a standard for reality, we don't have a standard for mental health. And if there is no standard for mental health, there is no purpose for psychiatry. If psychiatry just becomes, and this is what it has become, by the way, it has gone from almost completely useless to completely useless. Because now the only situation is, oh, are, are you feeling your truth? Are you living your truth? And I will affirm that. And I will make you feel better. And you will pay me money to make you feel better. And I will know that you're not better. And I will know that you're sick, which will keep you coming back to me so that I can keep lying to you. You will keep paying me money. I will keep lying to you. And I will make money off of you. Instead of trying to heal the person, they're trying to keep the person sick. The same thing is happening with the pharmaceutical companies. Again, this goes back to not teaching ethics. 
The pharmaceutical companies want you to be sick because if you're sick, they can give you drugs. Doctors want you to be sick so that you will come back to them and and pay. I'm not saying that to all doctors. This hasn't completely gone through the medical community yet, but it definitely has infected the surgical community. And when that happens, folks, eventually people are going to get the right idea that going to psychiatrists, going to surgeons, going to doctors might not be a good idea. And I hate saying this. I'm not suggesting that you don't go to your doctor, by the way, folks. If you have a problem and you trust your doctor, go to your doctor. I'm just saying that this kind of thing is currently infecting them. And if you have a suspicion that your psychiatrist or psychologist is not helping you, then you need to find somebody who will. Because right now, they're not helping. Right now with this situation, they are feeding into the problem. They are actually working against what they used to be about. And I think that's one of the reasons that psychiatry has never really been good. Because I think that this concept of moral relativism has always been a part of psychiatry to a certain extent. You don't get your own reality, folks. You don't get your own reality. Reality is reality. And if you are out of touch with it, you are hurting yourself and you're hurting other people. And you have to pray for these folks. Those of us, those, those of us Christians out there, we need to pray for these folks. But don't mollycoddle them. You're not doing anybody any favors by mollycoddling them, by feeding into their psychoses. You're not helping them. Well, folks, that's the show for today. I want to thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoy this, please share it out there to those you think it will, uh, who, who will enjoy it, and for those who think it will annoy, uh, because I like both of those. If you have any questions for me, comments, concerns, you can reach me at Doc Bryant Show at zohomail.com. That's one word, docbryantshow at zohomail.com, z-o-h-o-mail.com. I also produce videos on bitshoot.com, b-i-t-c-h-u-t-e.com, odyssey.com, o-d-y-s-e-e.com, and rumble.com. And I have a locals community and let's see. Oh, I am not on YouTube. I did have some stuff on YouTube and there's some old stuff on YouTube, but I am not on YouTube because it's pointless. They would kick me off in a heartbeat. Um, and YouTube is going the way of MySpace anyway. Uh, and a lot of people will laugh at that, but you watch. It's going to happen. I'm telling you. Uh, let's see. And I guess that's about it. Yo, you can if if you are watching this on video because this will be converted to video. If you're watching this podcast 
uh, or listening to this podcast on video, on BitChute, Odyssey, or Rumble, you can get my regular podcast uh, wherever you can get podcasts. It's The Doc Bryant Show, and you can get it on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, Audible, um, not but not Apple, because I will not fill out their paperwork, and Apple uh, insists on you know, paperwork being filled out, like three pages worth. I'm just not going to do it. All right. Again, thank you folks for listening. God bless you. I love you all. And I will be praying for you and praying for us. Thank you very much again for listening. And I will talk to you all later.